Astoria to the Rockaways. It's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gattadio! Yeah! Thank you! Oh! Yes! Thank you! Wow! Alrighty! Look who's here today! Yeah! Oh! Thank you so much! Oh! What a group! Well, y'all come out on Thursday shocked the heck out of me there. <laughs> Welcome once again, folks, to another great edition here. I am your genial host and moderator for this episode number 105 of the Queens New Yorker on this Thursday, June 11th, 2020. And it's getting down to the uh, halfway point of this series that we're looking at right now. So we'll kind of delve into the second part of a historical part. We're, of course, in transportation, as you probably are aware of. We've been in transportation for the last 35 episodes. And you're wondering to yourself, how in the world can we get out of transportation? In due time, friends, we'll be there. Remember I said we're going to get uh, at least, I told you, we was going to get at least 30 episodes out of this series and we did. We're already at 35, already 35. And 105 episodes there. So what can you say? But all good things come to those who wait. And it patience is the virtue here. So we're looking at today's episode, which is part two of the Yellow Taxi. <laughs> yes. Yes. The dreaded yellow taxi. <laughs> Some days it could be good, other days, well, you never know. But it is, of course, the nineteen. We're into the series of primarily into the eighties and the nineties of the yellow cab. So give it up, yes. <laughs> I thought you might like that. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, I tell you folks, and we're glad that you're with us here for this the second part of the show because we're gonna delve right into it with the eighties and the nineties. But of course we've got our channel stats, comments. And subs! Yes, and I wanted to let you know that uh, today's episode of, uh, of our show has uh, some interesting comments and some interesting stats and some interesting subs. For instance, uh, this past episode of, uh, of our show, which was part one of the taxis, episode 104... 54 views, 7 comments, 6 likes, and 2 
He's back! Oh, yeah, two dislikes. Not very good for that. But then, like I said, the thousand uh, thanking all those who helped us. 64 views, 21 comments, 10 likes, four. He's back! Oh, yeah. And like I say, folks, a little dry, but, you know, our actual Tuesday episode of the MTA was actually better than, well, the Saturday episode was better than the Tuesday episode. The Tuesday episode's a little bit, you know, getting everybody back into work. We understand that. Saturday's MTA episode had 72 views. It's still there. 21 comments, 10 likes, and four. He's back! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But on the flip side of everything, we are gaining subs. We've gained another two subs over the past couple of days. So we're at 1,011 subs and a grand total of total views of 9,573 views. Give it up for yourselves. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for all your continued support. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. You are loyal friends and true, and I, and I thank you very much for it. A couple of comments I wanted to kind of point out uh, here. Uh, I had one, actually, that didn't even have anything to do with the, the current episode, but somebody saw episode 37, which has over 735 views, and uh, the channel's name is My Name is Gracie, and she says, Ozo Park, my hometown, yes. And I said, Cool. It's a great neighborhood. Of course, our buddy James Page, he's a regular around here. Woot woot for the thanking us to getting us to a thousand views. Uh, Shawali Garig, she says, three likes and a nice video. Thanks for sharing. Please subscribe to my channel. Support. Thank you. And I said, thank you for the kind words in the words in the grief support. I will. <laughs> I said grief. Oh my gosh. I have to edit that and say great support. <laughs> as soon as I get a chance, have a great day. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did I, this is where you're typing very fast, folks, and you're trying to get those comments in that things like that happen, but that's okay. And then uh, Morality Site says, wow, beautiful intro and amazing content and good quality video. Amazing care. Waiting for the more videos. And I said, thank you so much. Hoping all is well with you this fine day. And we, and we love to hear from you. Please do comment, whether it's just to say hi or, for that matter, if you have a specific question of anything that is related to the topic in hand or something that we might be able to address uh, in future episodes or if you want me to look up, please let us know. Thumbs up this channel always to the host, to the channel. Helps it all. Increase the views, increase the watch time. And if you haven't subscribed to anyone else in this channel, show your love. That's the important thing. Show your love and generally give love to everybody. All right. With that in mind, let's go ahead and get to the topic at hand, which is, of course, New York Taxi Cabs. This is part two. We're taking we're picking up from the Wikipedia, the, of course, the free encyclopedia. And we start with the 1980s. So from the the mid-1980s into the 90s, 
Demographics changed among cabbies as new waves of immigrants arrived to New York City. According to a 2000 U.S. census of the 62,000 cab drivers in New York City, 82% were foreign born, 23% being percent from being from the Caribbean, that's the Dominican Republic and Haiti, and 30% being from South Asia, that's Bangladesh, India, and Pakistan. Throughout the 1980s, working conditions for cabbies changed as crime in New York City was curtailed. And additionally, the cost of medallion licenses increased and fewer cabbies owned their taxi cabs. During the 80s, production of the iconic Checker taxi cab ceased, although many remained in operation. The Chevrolet Caprice and the Ford Crown Victoria became the industry's top choices, with formerly used police cruisers providing a steady supply for cab fleets. Then, on October 26th of 1993, thousands of taxi drivers used their taxis to block traffic in protest at the number of taxi drivers who had been murdered. 35 taxi drivers had been murdered so far that year, and 45 had been killed the previous year. In 1996, Chevrolet ceased making the Caprice. The Ford Crown Victoria became the most widely used sedan for yellow cabs in New York. And in addition, Yellow cab operators also used the Honda Odyssey, the Isuzu Oasis, Chevrolet Venture, Ford Freestar, and Toyota Sienna minivans, which offer increased passenger room. The distinctive checker taxi cabs were, due to their durable construction, phased out slowly. The last one was retired in July of 1999 after more than 20 years in service and with nearly 1 million miles on its odometer. Wow. Laws since 1996 require that taxis be replaced every six years, regardless of condition. That was increased to seven years in 2015. The same year, the TLC began Operation Refusal, an undercover sting operation created to address the alleged phenomena of several or service refusal. In 1998, the TLC enacted a package of regulatory reforms inspired by Mayor Rudy Giuliani, that included a structured framework of enhanced driver standards. In 1999, actor Danny Glover filed a complaint with the TLC after he was allegedly refused service by New York cab drivers. This resulted in a highly publicized Operation Refusal crackdown on drivers who were allegedly discriminating against certain passengers, sometimes for race, but far more often because of the passenger's destination. Many cab drivers protested the new regulations sought by the Giuliani administration in 1998. Their activity formed the basis of a new taxi driver's trade union, the New York Taxi Workers Alliance. And under the leadership of Bahavari Desai, the union grew to 15,000 members, which was about a 2011 estimate, representing almost one-third of all licensed cab drivers in the city. Now, Giuliani's crackdowns also led to a series of successful lawsuits against the city and the TLC. In 2000, a federal judge ruled that the NYPD had violated taxi drivers' First Amendment rights by refusing to let the drivers engage in a peaceful protest of new rules. The TLC also lost a series of cases in state courts for implementing rules without allowing for notice and comment. Now, in 2000, another federal judge ruled that the Operation Refusal Sting violated cabbies' due process rights. And in 04, TLC inspectors were embarrassed when they handcuffed 
and arrested 60 Minutes reporter Mike Wallace, charging him with disorderly conduct for allegedly having acted aggressively toward a TLC inspector in defense of his driver. In 2006, the city was forced to settle the remaining aspects of the Operation Refusal case. Under the settlement, the TLC agreed to pay a group of 500 taxi drivers $7 million. Now, in order to encourage greater use of passenger seatbelts to prevent partition-related injuries, the TLC instituted the Celebrity Talking Taxi Program in 1997, using celebrity audio messages to urge passengers to buckle up and take a receipt at the rider's conclusion. The messages proved largely unpopular with both drivers and riders, as the TLC learned after conducting an online survey about the program in the fall of 2002. On the strength of those results, the commission officially terminated the program in February of 2003. In 1996, the number of medallions changed for the first time in 60 years. The TLC added 133 new licenses, bringing the total to 11,920. And since 1996, the more medallions have been added to the fleet, bringing the total number of cab licenses to 13,237 as of 2009. We're going to stop there. And when we come back on Saturday's episode 106, we'll look at the 2000s and the 2010s and give you a whole rundown of what's coming up for the taxi of tomorrow. Now, to give you updates on what's going on on our channel as far as what we have not covered let me give about two minutes to talk to you about some things that i think are very important to not only our channel but of course the entire youtube community as you are aware we are amidst the crisis here folks as you know we have uh, of course, extended our condolences to the family of George Floyd. And uh, I made mention of that two weeks ago. And the funerals for, the, uh, for George Floyd happened this past weekend. And a lot of people are still to this day doing terrible things to their neighborhoods, still protesting for justice and still trying to get their message across by any means possible, even putting themselves uh, in great danger, not only to lose their freedom, but could lose their lives on top of that. And this whole thing about Black Lives Matter, folks, my opinion to this, and I could be seriously thumbs down with this, I don't really care one way or the other. My opinion to this is, it's not just black lives matter. It's all life that matters, okay? We are here for a reason. And whether we are black or white or red or brown or whatever color we are, it's the important thing to realize is, is that we are human beings, okay? We were brought into this world through the grace of God. Now, I may sound like a Sunday preacher. I'm not going to. Because I know a lot of people say, oh, there he goes again talking about it. But this is serious to, to and must be discussed. Nobody is talking about all life in the matter of humanity. We're only talking about one particular race or one particular culture, one particular creed. What? No, we need to talk about 
the whole human race. Okay? It all matters, folks. To take a life for no reason is against humanity. Okay? Put that in your brain for once and realize that we will not tolerate people who kill for the sake of killing. Okay? That 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 is intolerable. Okay? You want to go to jail for killing somebody? We'll gladly put you in so that way you feel what it's like. Okay? You get the picture. To the rooter, to, to the to the rioters, the looters, the ones who are destroying the very neighborhoods that your parents and your grandparents lived in at one time to give you a place to build up your self-confidence. Shame on you. Because you are the future of those neighborhoods and you are totally destroying it. And for that, you don't deserve any respect whatsoever from me and you know what i do not care whether or not you like me or not it doesn't matter folks i'm expressing my opinion i have a right to it and you know what i will exercise my first amendment rights for the freedom of speech you want to talk about how injustice there is all right fair enough but you do it in a way that doesn't take life. And I'm not just talking about black life. I'm talking about all life. A-L-L. All life. Okay? So remember that the next time you are the person that opens your mouth and says something degrading a culture or a race. A lot of people call me a racist pig. Well, back it up, okay? Prove to everybody that I am a racist pig. I have neighbors next door to me who are as black as the night. And they are the nicest people I have had the honor and privilege of living next door to. Okay? It's not about the color. It's not about the religion. It's not about the creed. It's about the human being and how we live our lives whether we choose to be involved with people or not. We have that choice. Let's make good choices. And remember, folks, be honest, be real, keep it simple, stupid, and kiss. And don't be a flying nut monkey because those people, like their rioters and looters, are not to be trusted. I'm Jason DeCanio. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you on the Queens, New Yorker, right here on YouTube and Anchor. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been watching the Queens, New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio Internet Presentation. Thank you for your support.